Hello and welcome to the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam Wise, aka We're Sound24, and with me today are Ian Garfield, Ian G on the forum, Tom Jones, Tommy on the forum, Dan Ledwood, Leadhead27 on the forum, and I'm Dominic Vickery, Dom Vickery on the forum. So this week's big aviation news is that I finally got a scanner for the first time. Nerd. Nerd. What a geek. Well, all right. It's a slippery slope. You'll have a notebook next. Listen, I I hand put in, hand input all the Heathrow frequencies off the internet into my scanner. And let me tell you, having it chirping away on the desk next to me, getting all excited every time something comes on the scanner, checking out what frequency it was on, (coughs) running to flight radar to have a look at what it is, has got me really excited for when lockdown finishes. Has it? Next thing you'll be saying, you've been spotting at Elstree. I've been there once. <laughs> I went to see a military plane. <laughs> X. No. Uh, so, so anyway, that's been my little, my little aviation contribution. Um, the actual big news, certainly as far as air shows are concerned, is the uh, RIAT announced earlier this week they were going to be doing a virtual RIAT on the uh, weekend that it would have been otherwise, which is the 18th and 19th of July. So I've actually got the little... Uh, the, the news piece uh, in front of me in case anyone hadn't heard the news or, or wasn't quite sure what it was it says the virtual air tattoo will be a free to view live streamed event on Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th of July with a minimum of four hours of live unique video content aired on each day it will showcase military aviation in a way viewers will not be able to access elsewhere as the Royal International Air Tattoo has done for nearly 50 years it's really bad of me the broadcast will focus on flying display action using footage from previous air tattoo displays and a unique twist on the inclusion of true virtual displays flown on flight simulation programs by skilled gamers from across Europe including RAF Esports who will follow the broadcast with a special tournament the virtual air tattoo will also give a behind the scenes view of military aviation with content from the Royal Air Force International Air Arms and our aerospace industry partners. So I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. And doing it for free as well. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. And doing it for free is, is really sound. Like, they, they've got the weekend free in a different sense. Um, why not? Why not put it on? I, I only hope it's going to be quite good, high quality. But the, I think the, the, the fact they've got the, the simulation stuff in and it seems like they've got different air arms on board could could lead to something quite interesting actually yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it i'm not normally one that watches the uh you know the the live footage and that sort of stuff from shows but it is something different and it does sound you know i say quite exciting there's a lot of different things on there different to the norm so it should be good it's the closest thing we're gonna get to an air show for yeah (laughs) plus it'll be good i mean i said it before looking at the pictures on the forums uh you know on this day that sort of thing it's been good looking back at stuff so hopefully they'll dig out some stuff from past displays from the archives it isn't the same looking at stuff on a video you'd really wish you wanted to be there but there should be some good some good content one of the one of the things about react as well is that um we said it loads of times it's not just the planes is it it's yeah although that's a huge part of it but it's the community as well and um mm. uh it really doesn't feel like there's it feels like the world is Fairford 
and the universe is that weekend every time it rolls around in the summer you know if you're not there it's gutting because every single person in, in the community is there everyone's talking about it so one of the um, one of the cool things is that something is happening is not just that it's just going to be sort of digital displays that we can watch it'll also be the fact that well I, I stand to be proven wrong but um, I imagine a lot of the community will be watching as well and that yeah. just just by osmosis that you know people sort of talking on Twitter about a particular display or you know people on the forum or, or, or whatever else um, that just sort of creeps in um, so hopefully what I'm hoping is that actually quite a lot of people will be watching it that we don't even know and, and who people who are listening to this probably won't even know but the fact that everyone's sort of watching it together and maybe commenting on it in, in real time will um will be will bring back that nice community element of react as well um so hopefully it catches that because it's going to be so much more than just watching planes it's going to be like the, that feeling of belonging um or being part of something that weekend that everyone else is also part of i think i think the only thing that i can sort of liken it to at the moment to compare it is because i'm you know i really like my motorsport i've been watching a lot of the virtual grand prix and this weekend should have been Le Mans, so the organisers decided to do a full virtual 24 hours of Le Mans, and I, I, I watched a, a bit of it when I could, um, and it works really well. I mean, you know it's not the real deal, um, in the sense that it's a virtual race, but there were plenty of people watching it. I mean, Le Mans is a big thing on the motorsport calendar, and as you say, Tom, a lot of people have got a lot of spare time on their hands and everyone was watching it and the you know the, the racing was good the content was really good it had been really done to a high quality finish um so i'm hoping sort of re-emulates that plus the fact you've got i mean for me i'll be interested in seeing some old archive footage of shows that i was potentially too young to go to and stuff so yeah well, I, I, I would be interested to see how far they do go back yeah to to to, to go back to your motorsport analogy um, F1 have been screening or screening, putting on YouTube and, and online um, and, and they're already on there, they're already on their, their F1 TV subscription thing, but they've been putting on YouTube for free old races going back as far as the 80s mm. um, and that's been great to see, something they don't normally do in a normal season, but because obviously there's no actual racing on at the moment, they've been able to they, they've been doing this and, and actually it's not the fact that it's not just been the most recent stuff that we've all seen anyway if there was footage around which i don't know if there would be mind but if there was footage around of some of the shows from the 80s 90s even the early 2000s i think it would be brilliant watching there'll be footage around of that surely yeah. well, well, it used to be screened on itv i think mm. in the 90s at least, yeah, yeah. So. i was gonna say yeah. it used to be on tv i knew farnborough was i didn't realize ria was yeah. as well yeah, yeah. There's some. There's actually some excellent stuff on YouTube. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you which account has it now, but um, I remember particularly the German Navy tornado display and it being a, like a, a TV style. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it's it's really good stuff. And in 2011, they pulled out a lot of archive footage for the DVD for that as well. That was um, the 40th, wasn't it? Yeah. As if as if we would be 50 years old next year. Flipping egg. That was going to be one of the quiz questions, but it didn't happen this <laughs> this weekend. Um, yeah, it's it's I, I like it, and 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 in a similar vein to most sport, something that has really taken off in 
not just F1 but other forms of motorsport has been the e-racing. So I'm and I'm fairly into my flights. Well, fairly is probably an understatement. I'm into my flight sims. So I'm going to be interested to see what they do because I've never actually watched any of the virtual air shows that get put on eh, maybe three or four times a year. Um, and obviously it's not as exciting as the real thing. But I'm interested to see exactly what they put on and what they what they're talking about with a, this RAF tournament, because obviously that that's fairly maybe putting their neck out a bit of trying to introduce that element into it. Uh, Perhaps it will um, it will give it some much needed exposure. You know, people who might not know what esports are or anything about that. That's a very think, good point. I mean, you I mean, know, watching it, and they might think that this might be a huge platform for e you know, RAF esports to really, um, you know, get going. Well, I yeah. didn't even know the RAF had an esports team segment they, well, department. Go, so it's already. Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, it, it's it's funny because I think unless you with esports, unless you follow it, it's very easy to not know that it's going on at all. But esports yeah. e is huge. Like esports oh, is yeah. enormous. Um, I think one of the biggest tournaments has prize money in the in the millions of dollars mm. for for what is essentially playing video games. But then you could look at football and say it's having a kick about. I mean, it's all it's all still a skill level involved. Well, I mean, look at mm. look at what Gran Turismo used to do. Uh, uh, yeah. They did the. I mean, there's there's racing drivers now in GT like Jan Mardenberg that were just Gran Turismo racers, and now they're fully fledged racers. So it's it's got a huge platform to it, and it'd be nice to see aviation sort of have a similar platform be good for flight sims yeah mm. i think i think at some point whether it's going to be a podcast episode i did have an article in the works but that sort of information has changed a lot since i started it and yeah um about the flight sim market at the moment and that was all done that was before the coronavirus broke out so it probably would have been even more relevant had i got it out but i imagine this is probably a good time for a lot of people to be looking at things that involve sitting in front of your computer for long hours at a time um, I am tanking War Thunder at the moment well exactly yes. not that War Thunder is really a flight sim but okay well I know but yeah virtual react would be uh, would be very cool I think if they combine it all if they you know if, if there's a little bit of simming um, archive stuff w what I think would not be right in my opinion is if they try to do an eight hour flying display and, and chuck in you know like some sims or something um and just try to do one act after the other i'd much rather it be a shorter mm. um documentary with lots of archive mm -hmm. footage you know if they've got bentonel um commenting it, it would almost be a bit more documentary i kind of like to listen to the history of react um Perhaps they could get Tim Prince aboard, and they could, you know, Tim could talk about. Oh yeah, I remember this display. Um, funny thing about this, you know, yeah, exactly. Not many people know it, but you know, the pilot still owes me a beer or something, something like that. I would be a lot more interested in than just seeing um, uh, as good as, as it would be um, archive or slightly more current contemporary footage mm. of whole displays. That would um, that would strain my attention a little bit. Um, well, it, it's funny because you what you were talking about earlier uh, about it not just being the show, not just being the planes, but a huge communal aspect is 
we we as in the UCAS staff were going to have a, a barbecue that weekend. I mean, st- still are, I assume. Um, we were, you know, pending, uh, you know, lockdown restrictions being lifted enough for that, obviously. But the reason we were going to do that is that it it is such a, a social event. It's where, as a team, you know, and some of us see each other throughout the year, things like Shuttleworth and, and other other shows where we, we might bump into each other. But nothing gets the UCAR staff together like Riyadh because that's where everyone goes. And we decided to make the most of that weekend and figured, well, that was where we were all going to meet up and usually have a curry, so why not try and do it? Actually do it, even mm. if there's no show on. Maybe we'll stick the show on while we're all there, while we've got the barbecue going. We'll have to, right? Surely. <laughs> yep. Michelle? I don't know. Have you, have you got a TV, Dom? Well. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got a TV? It's been stolen. Have you unpacked a single cardboard box? <laughs> I'm going to go the whole hog and pay you £8 for a burger as well, for the full experience. <laughs> yeah, but it has to be a really, really nasty, rubbery burger. Yeah, tiny guts. You get one, pe- and, one and piece of bacon and a foot long baguette. Go and stand out in the rain and, uh, and get like that, that little waffy piece of tissue that they hand it to you in, like stuck to the top of the burger because it got wet on your, on your way back to your seat. Oh. I tell you what, it does. I, I've said it many times. It does take your your guts about a week to forgive you after. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you try and be as as, as healthy and as, as good as possible, you just it's it's such a shock to the system. Well, like, I, I was I was going to say the, the best thing I ever did was started staying in Airbnbs for Riyadh and just having a fridge and being able yeah. to have the healthy breakfasts rather than just awful sausages or bacon sandwiches for <laughs> fans. Bringing in some lunch sandwiches and snacks and stuff. And fruit, and and not living off takeaways in the evening as well. Riyadh is where I had my very first and so far only um, deep fried Snickers. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> where uh, are you getting that from? It wasn't well. It was it wasn't at Riyadh. It was um, uh, in 2011. My brother and I camped at Tonta Down, and after setting everything up on the Friday um, when we arrived, we went into the you know the, you know, the chippy in, in the town. Um, there's always like a queue at the door there and I was like oh you know and I was what I was 19 at the time and I thought well I mean now's probably the only time my body's ever going to allow me to do this so <laughs> I'll um, I'll give it a go and um, I think if I'd have had seconds I would be dead um, I mean I, I remember my first the first time I did free at so what was that 2014 first day I'd driven first arrivals day I'd driven straight up from Exeter in the morning so having left at probably about three o'clock and exhausted all day and I remember the second day was almost a complete write-off because I had shall we say uh, uh, an angry stomach overnight um, off the back of I assume it was you know a dodgy sausage bath or something from the van in Park and View East um, and very very nearly missed my second ever day of free at from uh, <laughs> I'm glad you wasn't sitting next to me that day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hadn't discovered West by that point, so you you're all safe. I I always worry as well, you know, because we have our like um, curry every Sunday um, after a react. You know, I I just feel really sorry for the people I'm sat next to. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually us, you know. Well, yeah, burning a hole through my chair. (laughs) 
Melting, melting the particularly plastic. If it's, particularly if it's sunny and it all expands and rises. Exactly. So what? So what we're trying to say is that I'm really looking forward to seeing how React bring that into a digital <laughs> format. You know, that that's going to be really interesting to see. They're going to be really pushing the bounds of technology. Well, it'll be, it'll give, be really good you, if they if they to give you um, hot snakes. Oh, oh man, that's foul. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting up at five a.m. to watch a YouTube stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, looking forward to getting up at five a.m. to go and stand in the queue for two hours to then watch a YouTube stream. And the queue outside my front door for two hours. <laughs> queue outside the front door. Yeah, I'll be wearing like some shorts whilst it's like pissing down with rain, Just covered in cameras. <laughs> covered in cameras. Yeah. I'll go to the toilet by ducking. <laughs> I like slither downstairs, double check left, right, left, right, left, like a meerkat, and then and then be like, "Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, I'm going for it." And then I and then I miss something interesting. Um, so, how do we raise the tone of this conversation? <laughs> just just start again. Just start from scratch. <laughs> Has anyone actually watched a, a virtual air show? I know Tom, you said you haven't. Has anyone else ever actually watched one? Nope. No, I've, I've watched a virtual airship. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought someone said they had Did I say I haven't? Sorry. That's all right. I might have misheard you. Um, by, vir- by virtual, you mean just footage or flight sims? Uh, uh, flight sims. No. I, I see them oh. a lot, and I just... I think because... It, perhaps... So, what I, when I see it on, for example, on Reddit, on one of the flight sim things, the virtual flight air shows get you know posted and talked about. And I think because... You know, and I, I'm big into flight sims. I do it a lot. I haven't done it in, in a while because I broke my, one of my equipment and I'm waiting for a replacement. But I think because in the UK we are hashtag blessed to have so many air shows, like easily accessible. Um, you know, I think most of us have got four or five, you know, premium air shows and smaller within driving distance on a, you know, one day that I don't need. That, that's how I would get my aviation fix, my airshow fix. Mm. I think for a lot of people who live, you know, in parts of the world where they don't have airshows that they can get to easily, or it's just not an option for them, I can see why it would appeal. Um, I just think I'm probably lucky enough that I don't... Uh, bear in mind that a lot of the, the acts at these flight sims are... Um, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but, like reproductions of real life displays most of which I'll, I'll have seen yeah and we'll probably yeah. see so just think, I just take just take the real life displays yeah, rather yeah, than exactly well I am um, the reason I ask is because I for some reason I don't know why I ended up watching like a virtual aviation nation uh, from Nellis last year um, so they had the virtual red arrows the virtual blue angels and a few other teams and I watched it because I, I thought oh I wonder what the red arrows will do I'd never seen it before, and it was essentially a carbon copy of the 2019 display, which was amazing because you know it's it's nine guys and girls that are all, each on a, a separate computer flying in formation. I, which I think is pretty. I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, I mean, it, it's it, it, keeping information in a flight sim is is difficult yeah it's, you don't have the same sensory everything going on and g-force and all of that stuff no absolutely it, 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 like with all esports there's a skill involved yeah i mean but yeah if you know you're going to see the actual red arrows three or four times in a year well 
that's what I was going to say. I mean, I was impressed, but I was like, oh, I've seen this. Oh, I've seen the real, the real thing. So it, it just leaves you feeling a bit disconnected. Met the real people. Yeah. So. But you know, if if you live in Australia or somewhere in yeah. America or or anywhere else in the world where you know you're not going to see the red arrows, then fantastic. I was a bit disappointed not to see a virtual PA28 display. I'm not going to lie. Unbelievable. <laughs> Start one. <laughs> well, I'll do my own. Just a solo PA28 display. Just the Utah party down. plane. The solo virtual display, display line. <laughs> Dan Lerwood. Slot. <laughs> <laughs> running in from the left. He's still running in from the left five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> We can't afford smoke canisters, so we're going to be at the windows with Kansas City string. <laughs> no, it's just two toilet rolls. <laughs> well, do we, do we, do we tell the legend of the party plane, oh. or is that is does that remain a staff secret? Um, secret squirrel. Secret squirrel. Let it out. Go on. Keep the listeners guessing. Well, all I'll say is, is the dump and burn involves getting a, <laughs> a, 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 a lighter and an aerosol can. That, that's that's not the Monday after the the you can't oh, have weird current. I was gonna say, dump dump oh. burn is is Monday morning, Jesus isn't it? Um, We're back to the fisting now. You we? you said it. Who <laughs> and farts will never not be funny. Um, <laughs> so will virtual ones. Um, I sorry Dan, I haven't watched a virtual air display. I thought you meant like like a planes TV video or something. Um, well, do you know I've never even got a. Like an airshow DVD. I used to get, and loads. I don't know why. Yeah. Not me. I used to get them a lot, um, and then I sort of stopped. I've I've never watched one. I've never bought one or watched one before either. The one that I was most tempted to get was Yeovilton twenty seventeen, just for the Rafale pairs demo. Because that 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 was good. Was and is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. What's um what I used to enjoy about um. Asher DVDs um, is that Ben Zanel used to come in and do the, the commentary like on the DVD and, and, and so it was almost like a like a documentary about various different planes that was quite interesting and then um, the last couple I bought it might have gone back to how it was the last couple I bought were, were just recordings of the commentary at the time um, and it just doesn't it just wasn't um I can't really find the right word for it. it. Just it was just a bit synthetic, and I just thought, oh. And it, and it's hard to get through watching I don't know two hours or something of just planes flying around unless there's some extra background stuff that you can think about and that someone's talking about. So you know, like when whenever there was an F sixteen display, Ben would say, oh, um, sale of the century in terms of all the European nations buying one or about how the F-16 has a really thin wing and it's like there's a great view of it and um, so you, there's, there's stuff to to, spurt, to stimulate a little bit when it's just the commentary I appreciate the ideas exactly the same but somehow it isn't it doesn't quite work um, do you think it's because you've already seen it? no because the, the this is what's puzzling me because the DVDs that I've got are of, mostly of air shows that I've been to don't get me wrong the ones I haven't been to are also quite interesting to watch but the DVDs I've got, say React 2010, 2011, 2012, whatever, um, they're all shows that I've been to. And those early ones where the commentary is is like done separately are much, much better, 
I found than the ones where the commentary is just a recording of the day. It does catch the spirit of the day somehow, but it loses so much more that there's something simulating. Maybe I just um, I, I'm just not really a fan of them anymore. I don't know. Maybe my tastes have changed. Um, but that's one thing I've found. I know when it comes to uh, watching footage of the previous displays, and I and I do. You know, I'll go back and watch stuff on YouTube. What really gets me is because like, I don't necessarily just want to see the same display from the ground again because I've seen it. But things that re- something I really love is in cockpit footage. I find it fascinating to see the angles, to see what the pilot is doing during a display. You know how much they move their head, how much they're looking in and out of the cockpit, what they're doing with their hands and feet, um, and just get that that perspective on. So I would hope in in any sort of virtual air show of that that nature will will we'll get more behind the scenes stuff like that it's funny you should say that because i used to get a fair few air show dvds <laughs> and um the ones that i used to enjoy the most were the british air show ones so they were like i, th- I can't remember the last time i got one but it it, it covered a few shows from particular event uh, sorry it captured a few acts from a few different events um which I quite liked because it, it gave you a nice, you know, a good mix of different displays. But what they also used to do um, was they'd chuck in was, uh, the in-cockpit stuff and it was just a DVD dedicated to itself. And I think on one of them it was um, the 2010 Dutch F-16 display. And then I think after it was the B-20, it was a B-25 display. And I, 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 I get what you mm-hmm. mean because it's a totally different perspective. I mean, back then I wasn't flying um but i was really interested in that kind of different viewpoint so the thing with dvds of course is that you can acquire them illegally they can be without purchasing them um which is called uh obviously downloading something illegally getting a legal copy of something's pirating now another word for pirate is buccaneer God. Oh, God. oh, boo! Boo! <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. And me. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not sure I can accept that segue. I'm going to carry on talking about Riyadh. Can I leave? Can I leave the podcast now? <laughs> you, you guys don't appreciate what you're getting here. This is top tier comedy. I do appreciate what I'm getting, and I regret that I'm getting it. <laughs> top tier garbage. <laughs> Do you know what the ten letters of the pirate alphabet are? Oh, is this a dad joke? I, I, R, and the seven C's. Oh. <laughs> this is such a... Oh, I did that bit. You guys have the audacity oh. to have a go at me. You've got to keep, you've got to keep that in, Ian. You've got to keep <laughs> yeah, that in. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's great uh. podcast material. <laughs> so I did kind of force that in. We could carry on talking about virtual Rio, or we could talk about the Bronte stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, we talk about Bronte we're there now. Bronte, yeah, big, news. big news. I actually, I have to confess, I've seen people, you all talking about it, Buccaneers, Bronte, all that stuff. I, I genuinely don't know what it is. So actually, if someone could explain it to me, I'd be very grateful. Well, I've been twice to the Lightning Preservation Group evening runs, but I've never done a Cold War Jets Day, annoyingly. I really wish I'd been to one of the Cold War Jets days because they're just so much stuff there, isn't it? There's a lot more than you think. Mm. Um, I would have loved to have gone to one. I was having a look on the forum actually. Uh, there's a great aerial picture on there of all of the jets that they've got. When I went, I think it was November 2017 that I did the 
twilight shoot and we got there uh, obviously the the nights drawing a lot sooner then and it was about two o'clock in the afternoon and mate and I were wandering around and pretty much free reign around all the parked cars that were there but there's so much stuff that's behind the scenes and in hangars that you don't know about um, you know, hunters sea vixen uh, there was a jaguar in pieces that was undercover there's tons of stuff there it's probably a decent 1960s air force mm. there <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's amazing just a plethora of all sorts of things you know the super guppy that's there mm. yeah. um yeah, it's, it's just amazing yeah i've never been i've never been it's not even that far from me i've i've only ever been to Bruntingthorpe once but that was actually for a, a piston heads car meet and it, it tragedy could you call it? it it's 35 minutes away from here but I've never been to an aviation event and now I just feel a bit gutted that I'm not going to get the opportunity to go I, I genuinely have sort of seen the news being talked about but I haven't seen the news so what, what is actually happening Dom alluded to it a minute ago that a lot of the airfield was used in some sort of vehicular manner um, even when you went to the Cold War jet days there was a lot of cars around like cars cars not just you know visitors um, so but it was owned by this um, by the Waltons of I think of, of XH558 fame I know they, they restored it there that's been acquired by a company called Cox Automotive and there's this huge sort of um, fleet there there's the lightning um, Q sheds which look great as well um, where they house their lightnings obviously um, and a load of other stuff and because Cox Automotive have now acquired some lease I don't know the full extent of it but they've acquired um, uh, quite a bit of that land there's probably not the room for um, any aviation activities their website Bruntingthorpe slash aviation or Bruntingthorpe.com slash aviation now says that um, uh, the aviation business and Cold War Jets Museum at Bruntingthorpe site are now closed and will not reopen. It's pretty direct language. Um, so it looks like a, a one-way street. So there's now a sort of exodus. Or, well, the, the Buccaneers are moving to Kemble. Um, Buccaneer, uh, is it Preservation Group? BPG? Um, they're moving their two Buccaneers to Kemble to continue on the work that they're doing you know keeping them in a um, hopefully in a ground running uh, state and able to you know let people see them it's going to be big work shipping mm. all those things out well yeah they're doing a, they're doing a fundraiser at the moment um, with that fundraiser they've done incredibly well i think in 24 hours they've raised 55% of their 18 grand target jeez it's crazy well, well, that's bonkers i mean might as well give them a shout out so i think on, on the socials it's the buccaneer aviation group yeah, it's not. It's, it's, I got I got them mixed up. It's not the light. It's the Lightning Preservation Group, not the Buccaneers Preservation Group. Buccaneers okay. is the Buccaneer Aviation Group. If you Google that, um, their website will come up, and um, it's, it's got all of the details on there, including um, sort of uh, transit. But also, you can find them on on Facebook and Twitter. Um, again, search Buccaneer Aviation Group, and you'll find the right page. Um, a lot of people in the community are also sharing the um, uh, the Just Giving page as well, and we'd be happy to do so. There's no point in me sort of lettering it out now. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, put yeah. it in the description. We'll, we'll pop that in the description. Um, yeah, Dom's right. They, they have done really, really well. So that's going to be interesting because obviously everyone was talking about prospective sites of where they could go. Um, Buccaneers, I think, are the first 
announced to be moving but there's a huge i mean there's loads of stuff there you know l29 um camera uh, nimrod victor you know these nimrod camera maybe maybe not so much the camera but certainly the nimrod and the victor um vc10 things like that um those are huge machines so what they're going to do with those we don't know yeah the last really the last airworthy comet or the last comet that was airworthy yeah. is it running thorpe as well that will be a real shame all, all of them will be a real shame the victor can fly out anyway so that's fine so. Yeah. someone meant <laughs> well yeah exactly uh, is it worth i mean i i would have thought given it's given it's now the only yet sort of even remotely airworthy meteor as far as i know in the uk um, some form of special effort would be made to get to, to fly that out of Bruntingthorpe, given that it wasn't very long that they flew it there. Mm. I mean, if it was flown there in RAF 100 markings, RAF 100 was in 2018, so um, was, was it last January, January yeah. 2019? Top of my head. Um, 12 months. Um, the, 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 the worst part of, of all of this news is that um, they've been given a provisional sort of move out date of September. It's now mid September. Yeah, yeah, it's now mid June, so that's a crushingly short amount of time to arrange a huge logistical. Um, In the middle of a, a pandemic, when people are having to social distance and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's what the the, the Buccaneer Aviation Group have said. That, you know, they need to get out by September. I would, I wouldn't have imagined that, that rule is specific to the Buccaneers. Um, perhaps as airframes move and arrangements are made more space for, for what's left to be available mm -hmm. um, they're, they're looking for example at building some, some extra buildings next to the lightning queue sheds to try and house some of the aircraft just to keep the, the preservation of aircraft available but it looks like the, the Cold War jet stays at, Bun at Bruntingport using the, uh, the runway are probably uh, probably uh, finished. It's a huge shame I was reading on the uh, so uh, Dom, I think, mentioned the, the Super Guppy that's there. Um, and they put a um, they put a status upon their Facebook page, um, the Super Guppy Restoration Project, um, about a week or so ago, saying uh, a couple of them have been down. And obviously it's one of the bigger um, residents at Bruntingthorpe, and they, they've essentially said the, the outcome for that aircraft's pretty bleak. They've said if the people the was it Cox Automotive did you say yeah. they were called yeah Cox um, Automotive if they need if they need the space they'll just cut the aeroplane up <laughs> wow um, the the only which is awful the only silver lining in it is that the aircraft's actually parked I, d I don't know Bunsen thought well because I've never been there but apparently where the Super Guppy is it's quite a long way away from where the car parking storage facility it's is the other side of the runway yeah, as far so as I it might be saved by its geographical location at the airport, but I mean that'd be depressing to see that get cut up. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but we'll have to see. Maybe there's a way of doing something, but I mean, it's you know they've they've got the the lightnings there with the reheat enabled. They've got that that gorgeous um, camera, yeah. the Raspberry uh, WT triple three, I think, the Raspberry Ripple camera. Um, uh, and so you know, hunters, they've got a lot of stuff there, so. I don't hold well, that much hope for the. Up yeah, as a, as a home for any and all sort of interesting classic jets. That it, yeah, exactly. So it'll be very, very um, difficult to uh, to see. But you know, Buccaneers um, is at least they're sort of saved. 
the other thing as well is it's a shame that you know even if they do manage to get out it's probably likely that sort of that that fleet will disperse into you know to different places hunters might go to Campbell some stuff might go to St Athen um, other stuff might go somewhere else um, other stuff might stay where it is so it's a shame to see that fleet disperse but obviously you know if that's what it takes to save them then obviously that's what it takes yeah because it's not many places that you get to see four taxi and buccaneers together three I think with with uh, sorry three um, uh, with like fully working systems and stuff mm. yeah folding wings and everything yeah, yeah. and they look amazing yeah. but it's, it's good that they go to Kemble uh, I think we've when we've spoken about it not on the podcast um, it's a good place for them to go there's a there's a good or has been a good um, Cold War jet scene there again never been to Kemble there's um, but it's not it's not just that there, there was a good Cold War jet scene I mean the, the mid-air camera and Hunters is still there as yeah. far as I know um, there's a lot of other stuff there as well so you know, if something could be made of that that would be fantastic yeah I was um, talking to a friend about this in the week and we were saying it's not like a, a public uproar, an enthusiast uproar about this because these are iconic airframes that could be facing the chop. I mean, the, the Super Guppy, for example, is just completely bonkers, unusual mm. aircraft. But if this had happened, say, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, would anybody have made so much of a fuss about it with all of these airframes going because it's I don't know whether it's a you know, social media aspect of it as well it's it sort of I don't know it makes things stand out a, a lot more it, it almost seems like then someone puts me on Facebook oh Bridget Club's going to close or we're going to have to get rid of our aircraft or something you know everybody jumps on Facebook and put comments on but if they were getting rid of these jets say 20 25 years ago would anybody really care you're still going to have obviously the, some enthusiasts thinking oh, yeah, it, it, it's a crime to get rid of these airframes but I, I, I well, how many of them were flying 20 years ago <laughs> well yeah good point I was going to say if you compare the RAF now to the RAF then maybe people weren't making such a big deal because there was yeah. so much diversity in the RAF's yeah. fleet that we didn't really need to make pay attention to the historic scene that much. Not that we didn't, but you know, twenty five years ago, Buccaneers, Phantoms, would they? They wouldn't have been surprised, though, would they? No, not twenty years uh, ago. Ninety two was a Phantom, ninety four was a Buccaneer, yeah. I think. So it wouldn't be long. But uh, I, I was, we were talking about the victor at Marham as well because mm. that went quiet, didn't it? So uh, I don't know what's what's going to happen to that. Um, who, who was that celebrity? Um, he put the, the tweet tomorrow and said he was going to have it. Pa- was it Paddy McGuinness? Uh, Johnny Vegas. Or Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas, that was it. Yeah, Johnny apparently. Vegas, as if he... Oh, God, he did, didn't he? But he hadn't got the room, so that went, went sour. But, yeah, that's gone quiet. But that's, that's something else. That's another, another airframe for the chop. Well, maybe that's um, you know, one of the advantages of social media. We were talking about it in a previous podcast. You know, the fact that things like this do get um, a lot more... Um, they get more recognition, off- don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and they get talked about a lot more, yeah. and people become aware of them a lot more. Um, I, I'm certainly, you know, whatever event that the, the um, Buccaneer Aviation Group are, are planning to do at Kemble, if they can do them, I'm planning to be there as soon as I can, just because um, 
it sort of reaffirmed it with me. I mean, I I done a Cold War Jazz Day, but back in 2016, and since moving to South Wales, it's a bit of a track for me. But yeah, definitely, I'm I'm thinking, oh yeah, well I've got to get to Campbell now. Um, so maybe that's that's given them maybe that's given this whole issue a bit more of a uh, a voice than it would have had. It's funny how you never seem to think consider doing things until they're gone. Well, I try and make an effort, but you just can't do everything. I mean, like I said, I'm glad I I, I went to a um, a Cold War Jets Day. Um, I'm really glad that I went to a Cold War Jets Day. Um, but yeah, and then I thought, oh god, you know, it's it's, it's a track, um, and uh, I didn't do any others. But it, you know, you're right. Never take anything for granted in the whole mm. Because if you do, you'll you'll regret it. It will be a shame. It- I mean, I think the writing's on the wall, inevitably. Um, even if they do uh, create these hangars by the lightning sheds, because apparently there's some land that isn't owned by the airfield mm. or something like that. Mm. Um, so if they get saved, it, 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 it will be something. It's a shame that they won't be able to run. But Given the absolute death of the classic jet scene, flying classic jet scene in the UK... It might have been less of a thing if there were examples, obviously not Buccaneers and that, but more examples of classic jets flying around still than than there are now. That people wouldn't necessarily. Uh, I don't, and I don't want to sound like I'm sort of poo-pooing what they are. Obviously, the ground running stuff. But people might feel less attachment to the ground running aircraft than than they than they obviously clearly do now. Clearly, you all disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, don't, just we just didn't want to say anything. I don't. I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things. It's it's almost academic. You could sort of um, go go around the point several times and never really reach a satisfactory conclusion. Um, the fact is, is that we are where we are. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I think for those larger aircraft, unless they can do something um, to to get them out of there, but even then, you know. The, that work is often so abrasive, so uh, destructive that that yeah. sort of ruins their chances of, of really being taxable. Um, so yeah, really sad times. It, particularly for for me personally, is is the Victor, um, amazing looking machine, and, and and that was awesome to see. Um, so you know, if they can find a way of moving that, yeah. that'd be great. But obviously, you know, a ferry flight for something like that's not going to be on on the cards. Well, just again. accidentally jam throttles forward again for. Yeah, thirty forty. Minutes. Accidentally take off and you know, go all the way to Campbell or St Athen or accidentally fire a flight plan. I know we've banded around uh, the the names Campbell and um, St Athen quite a bit. Um, I wonder if anything could end up. I don't know. Uh, end up going to Bentwaters because we've got the the Jaguar now that does that did the fast taxis at Bentwaters a, a month or two mm, ago. Could well, could well do, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how big be. that collection's going to be if they're looking to expand or not. I don't actually really know how much is there at the moment. I know there's a few like Phantom and stuff, but that'd be interesting if they end up relocating some aircraft there. Mm, Benwaters, from what I hear, there is some crazy stuff at Benwaters. Is there? There's still a P thirty eight, or has that moved on is recently? The... But well, there was there was, there was rumors of, there was rumors of a P thirty eight going there, wasn't there? And um... That possibly being restored to fly. I thought that was something to do with air leasing, um, but um, don't know. But what they do have, they've got the the Bentwaters Cold, Cold War Museum, haven't they? 
They've got a Phantom in a in a shed mm. as well. I know that TLE do some night shoots with that. Yeah, they, they, they've got a lot of stuff. The um, Harrier Lightning A10, um, a T33, I think. Uh, I, can't, I can't recall any of the others. Uh, perhaps a Meteor that rings a bell. But um, yeah, they, they, they've got some very, very interesting stuff. So, I mean, su- support UK museums and support um, classic jet collections, whether they're yeah. taxable, static, or, or airworthy. Um, mm. But um, yeah, in terms in terms of Brunsy Thorpe, it, it's going to be it, particularly the the lightnings as well. You know, how how are they going to manage to transport those, um, and be able to keep them in an in an after burning configuration? And where are they going to go? Who's going to have them? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if um, you haven't been to a Cold War jet stay or one of the lightning twilight ones, you you've got to go to experience it. It's different than seeing just jets in sort of a museum state really just just static old classic jets yeah uh having actually experienced it, it i mean i would love to see another lightning one it's mm. over in yeah. 30 seconds boy god what a feeling it is with just you know the afterburners going past you it dan and i saw the saudi is it f53 yeah the one at gatwick gatwick at gatwick and that that doesn't move that was only on a um well, they, they wheel it out of the the small hangar and, and stick on a bit of concrete and just they they ran the engines up and it wasn't afterburning or anything. But that just by itself, not even moving when it was at full whack, was mm. unbelievable. The, the first time I saw to it, see and hear it was just crazy. It, it was really good. Um, I say I think it was November twenty seventeen, and we walked a little way from where the lightning hangars were, and they said it was going to be sort of a, a dummy QR eight one. So we're all stood by the uh, runway, uh, just slightly back from the actual runway itself. And there was the QRA alarm, and you saw the lightning taxi out onto the runway as if it was a proper drill. And they just zoomed straight past you. And th- the feeling, it was, oh, it, it really made you go funny inside, just you know, the, the, the proper, <laughs> the, the thundering in your chest and everything. And it was just the, mm. the excitement, the adrenaline was really pumping. And like I say, it was over in thirty seconds. And, and you're so close as well. Yeah, like, yeah. The Cold War jet state defence is is so close to the jets, um, and you, and you, your bones are just rattling. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's an experience like none other. Um, so hopefully that there's a way of, of them doing it. Provisionally, it, you know, the the Buccaneers are hopefully the first of some some good news. The fact that they can um, at least get them out, mm. and you know, those guys are actually smashing their target. So really good on them. Um, and I would encourage everyone to donate where they can, yeah. and to uh, to do what they can to support other um, other moves. I, I dare say there are other aircraft yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, do a Bob Geldof moment. <laughs> give us, give us your. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to do a live podcast to raise money. That's <laughs> <laughs> just going to harm gosh. the cause. Twenty-four hour pod. Or Call it li- um, live. Planes. Maybe the, I mean, may, I mean, maybe the maybe the lightnings will stay. Um, because they've got the the Q shed there, yeah. They're talking yeah. about building a, a building next to the Q shed. I mean, it's all speculation. We don't know, but um, provisionally, it's good to see at least that the Buccaneers have got a a home for the future. It's just the the costs involved are crazy, though. So, you know, moving two Buccaneers is going to cost eighteen grand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I imagine the the, the haulage probably isn't much. It's just the insurance, isn't it? Mm. They're probably worth a bit. True. Can taxable Buccaneers. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a hell of an effort because you have to 
ro I imagine roading a jet is probably not much more cost effective than flying it. Yeah. I don't know, maybe write a letter to the CAA, see what they say. <laughs> Get some Thunder City engineers up. Mm, maybe oh. not that. <laughs> <laughs> They're up for sale as well, aren't they now? The whole fleet, yeah. 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 And I think the, the Lightnings are still classes there, weren't they? Bring it home. When did they last fly? A while ago now. Yeah, they and they weren't flying very regularly then. But obviously after the fatal accident they had like they were bo on borrowed time as it were. Am I am I right in thinking that um at Brun just going back to Brunting thought, did they ever do lightning runs but not actually moving where they lit the afterburners? And it yeah. was essentially like a, a static ground run. Yeah. Oh static like so, the aircraft was chocked, and they they lit the burners. Yes, uh, when I went, they did a couple of taxis, mm. uh, fast well, fast passes, a taxi back, and then they did two static runs. Um, so they went the year after, and we had to go down. We were bus down the far end of the runway, and you, even that was 2018. Even then, one year afterwards, there were far more cars there that had taken over so much more of the airfield itself. But they did the same thing down the far end of the runway. Oh, cool. Such is the march of progress. Yeah, but it does go to show, you know, there's there's so much interest and so much passion and enthusiasm from the aviation community that they want to keep these historic jets alive. Well, it's long yeah, been said that the UK is a aviation nation. Hmm. Like aviation does seem to have a a place in the public's imagination, but maybe it doesn't in most countries. Or maybe I'm talking at my ass. I don't know. Probably that. Usually is. <laughs> Sam Samwise never knowingly informed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a podcast in itself. Um, I think talking about um, preservation efforts of classic machines in the UK um, because there's so much to talk about. Not not only just stuff at Brunsthorpe. You know, Coventry and and the the Shackleton and the considerable peaks and troughs that that's had. Um, right down to some of the other groups that almost felt like sort of a man in the pub had four pints and went right that's it restoring a comet mm. or a concord or something um, so perhaps we should talk about that in a future podcast because I think it's, it's interesting to compare and contrast those two uh, two groups Yeah, we do like to end episodes on maybe we should talk about this for another episode <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember yeah, talking it's... about poo last time or, or what, whatever Sam, whatever Tom said earlier. That that's also that's also another podcast <laughs> itself. I mean, we should definitely that, talk that, about that. that in the very next podcast. Oh god, I've got so much editing to do on this one. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that can be our first OnlyFans episode. <laughs> my, my first, my first and only OnlyFans episode. It's all, it's all I'll need. It's all I'll need. To become an internet star. <laughs> so I think that's probably it for another week. Um, <laughs> obviously, if you, <laughs> I'm not going to start again. I'm just going to I'm going to make Ian leave that in. Um, <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on virtual react, uh, if you're going to be watching, if there's anything you'd like to see, then let us know. Go on the forums. Go on uh, social media. Let us know what you fancy seeing. So yeah. Uh, if you want to read some of our reviews that we've written over the years uh, while there's nothing else going on then head to airshows.co.uk and if you want to join the discussion and chat about uh, 
airshows past and present, what's coming up in the future, and anything we've talked about today, go to forums.airshows.co.uk. Both will be linked to in the description. Uh, see you for another episode.